And it's another episode of the Waterboys podcast. It's hard recording on Skype, you know that, Josh? Because it, like, pauses for five seconds. Then it's... <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I should start the intro or what. Does it cut out? Anyways, we're back with another episode. Happy New Year, Josh. It's the 2nd of January. How are you, my friend? All right, man. How was your uh, holidays? Holidays were, you know, just staying in, being responsible, being lazy, and just hoping for the best in 2021. You? Uh, pretty much the same thing. You know, 24th and 25th off, watch lots of basketball. Uh, yeah, and uh, same here. Pretty pretty boring, man. Can't. It was super quiet this year. You know, didn't have the, any of the other family over, so... Um, do what you can, right? You do what you can to stay sane and just move on, right? That's life for you. Yes, sir. Now we got ball, so there's lots to talk about, lots to watch out for. Lots to watch out for. You know, Ingram looking good. <laughs> just going uh, to put that out there. Ingram looking good. Zion okay. good. <laughs> All right. I guess... Uh... I'll let you have your victory dance for now. We'll see in a few games. We'll see uh, towards the end of the season if you're going to feel the same way. I probably will, to be honest. <laughs> All right, then. Um, anyways, uh, so we had we had a plan. So what was the plan, Nick? Talking about the surprise team so far, I know it's only been six games and a few weeks into the season. However, some teams have been... Uh, very eye-opening looking at the Atlanta Hawks over there looking at the 76ers and looking at the Pelicans great great uh well I, I remember having this conversation earlier in the season or uh in our preview uh we we sort of thought that Philadelphia would actually take a step forward this year uh compared to last year just just because of the the fit that the that they have this year compared to last year, right? Uh, there's It's a little bit more spread out for them. Uh, and they're actually defending at a really good rate this year. They have the best defensive rating so far. Uh, what have you seen from the Sixers, Nick? I've just seen a lot more better spacing. Embiid being more showing his presence in the paint. And I just see a team that clicks way better than last year. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, yeah, the spread. Not to mention Tobias Harris. I think he's had a bit of a comeback this year compared to last year, right? Yeah, he's been playing really well. I think he has more of a definitive role on the three now instead of just playing that tween or uh, the tweener role. Right, and uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I, I like how how they they're they're attacking the rim a little bit more. Uh, Seth Curry has been in a bit of, uh, he hasn't started too hot, at least compared to last year. Um, but I mean, these are, these are guys you'll eventually get back, right? And I'd expect him to have, uh, start, uh, hitting his shots. For sure. I think just the threat alone will give him be that space to operate down the down low for them. And it's shown dividends so far with five and one record. Yeah, yeah, five and one record, and uh, today they ended up uh, beating the Hornets. 
Hornets, yes. The mighty Hornets. The mighty Hornets. Uh, would, which of the other surprise teams would you like to talk about them? Ooh, there's quite a few. I think I forgot to mention Phoenix as well. They're sitting atop the Western Conference at 5-1, and one, I believe. 5-1, and one, Nick. Uh, it seems like uh, Chris Paul is making that difference, uh, especially in the clutch. Uh, was it uh, yesterday against the Nuggets, was it? Yes, he, yesterday. He was, hitting, he was hitting those shots, man. They, they, he was earning his money. I think he's earned his money since last year. I think addition with a veteran to a very young team that's looking to potentially be, make a splash in the playoffs. I think that's only bodes well for the future, no matter how big that contract is. Right. And another thing that's impressed me about that team, second in the league in defensive rating. So uh, that's something you usually wouldn't associate with the Suns, especially if you're thinking about the team from last year. But uh, it seems like they're starting to, uh, what do you call it, um, start doing it on both ends of the floor. I mean, well, Kelly Oubre was redundant for them because they have Mikael Bridges and now Jay Crowder, two defensive, yeah, yeah two Correct. defensive players. Then you have Chris Paul mentoring Aiden and Booker, so really you have a set lineup. Yeah, that's right. And speaking of Kelly Oubre, how was that shooting slump uh, from the earlier in the season? Uh, he's still he's not tsunami poppy anymore. He is one part brick brother with Andrew Wiggins over there. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. <laughs> Brick brother. I like that. I'll remember that for next time. I mean, I, I heard some noise about Warriors possibly making the playoffs, but with how they play and how they won those two games, I don't know about that. Well, they're, they're definitely going to have a hard time against the, the big teams, right? Uh, it seems like every big team they play, they, they're going to have a hard time with because... Um, Nobody else can really hit a shot unless you're Steph Curry. That's true. And I mean, what do you do against Steph Curry? This boxing won that whole team. Basically. Um, and then another team, speaking of surprises, how about that Nuggets 1-4 start? I think it's, it's going to be like a Utah thing. Or sorry, kind of like Utah where they have a slow start and they finish strong for the year. They just look a little sluggish right now. Yeah. That's yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, at least, I mean, I expected this team to be battling for the top spots in the West. Uh, but uh, yeah, they've been having a hard time. Um, a lot of people have been saying it's because they have a huge turnaround uh, in terms of roster. They've lost a lot of piece, key pieces from last year, but they've also added a lot of new players too. And they're saying that uh, that could do a lot with uh, how they're doing right now. That's true, but you could the good teams always figure it out a way, right? Yeah, that's true. Continuity helps, but uh, what do you call it? But uh, it, it seems to definitely have been hurting this team. Yes, for sure. And I think a team that is doing pretty well for such a huge turnaround would be the Rockets as well. Two and two is not a bad start amidst well, the drama. Well, yeah, that that and the fact that they had a bunch of players out because of uh, COVID protocols, right? So for the first little bit, uh, John Wall wasn't there, right? Uh, neither was uh, 
was it Cousins? So they, they had a few players out there that uh, weren't able to play because of it. Uh, and then you saw what they were able to do up in Portland with just a nine-man roster. Uh, Harden played his ass off. Unfortunately, they ended up losing that game. I mean, John Wall, too. Two years off injury, torn his ACL, torn his Achilles, and he looks quick out there. He still looks explosive. My goodness. Uh, I was watching one of their games earlier um, from, I think, a couple days ago, and, man, he was... Like he was just exploding off the three point line. Like he no burst, no nothing, just boom, straight to the hoop and he'd he'd beat out everyone. It, it was just amazing to see. If you told me he didn't injure anything in the last two years, I still would have thought he looked quick. Right, right, he does. And then not only that, but uh what do you call it? Uh I mean, was it the game from a couple days ago? I don't know if you saw it, but I don't know if you saw it, but uh, what do you call it? Uh, Harden was having a hard time scoring, and yet somehow Houston was still able to pull it off. Whereas if you were to think about this team a few years ago, or even last year, if Harden was having a hard time scoring, like they would have a little bit of a hard time uh, keeping up with anyone. I think yeah, they have enough pieces to at least make a splash. I mean, Seawood... Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, Tucker and House, that's enough. That's good enough. Yeah, Cousins played pretty well. I mean, they even have Sterling Brown. He had he had his moments and so did uh there's a newcomer, his name is Jay Sean Tate. I actually liked how Hardy played. Uh the rookie, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's actually been one of my standouts for uh for any of the rookies that I've seen play lately. Yeah, and I think they'll be okay this year. Judging from how they play, they'll be okay. And I think it's going to be another tough Western Conference. If it keeps like this, you're going to have a... From 8 to 14, is going to be tight. Judging on how... The Mavericks look down the road, the Spurs, Kings, and I would say the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. Grizzlies, Grizzlies are in for a tough run here. You know, no, uh, they they lost their two best players basically right now. I mean, uh, they they they're the guys out for what three to five weeks, so that's a huge loss, and then. You're still waiting for uh, what's his name to come back, uh, Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr. And they just don't have any other star power players right now, and it's gonna it's gonna look rough for the Grizzlies for for a bit right now. I mean, they got the Lakers tomorrow. They don't have John Morant, but they still got some Canadians on that team. I just don't think they'll be in for a pleasant ride these two to three weeks. No, they're they're gonna be in, in for it pretty rough. Um. The Kings, Kings have definitely looked better than uh, they did last year. I remember us. I remember a lot of people complaining about how they're not playing that fast. Um, if you, I don't know if you've seen them, Nick, but they tend to really get into their offense quite quickly. If you look at the shot clock, like they, they don't wait till what they don't, they don't play that deep into their shot clock. They just as soon as it hits sixteen, the sixteen second mark, you just see them already taking a shot. That's good and bad, though. You want to, you do want to milk the clock for a good shot. 
it's working for them so far. I mean, they've you, they, you see the improvement in a lot of the players. Darren Fox, man, I don't, I've seen him play a couple times, and I've actually been pretty impressed with how he's been playing on the defensive end. Just always being a pest out there, being able to take the ball away, poke it, or whatever. Like he's, it seems like he's really into that defensive role too. Yeah, it seemed like he's been playing a lot of defense. I saw him against Chris Paul the other game, and he was giving him a hard time for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris was having a hard time, and for 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 us to say that about Chris, man, that's that that's saying something because not everyone can do that to the guy. No, it's hard to give or it's hard to stop a good point guard. And uh, a player I've actually been pretty impressed with on that Kings team is. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, the the rookie. Oh, uh, yeah, I like them. Uh, yeah, I like them. Uh, it, it just to me, he always he seems to always be out there making the the correct play, whether it be making the right pass or uh, or or taking the the shot and making it. Uh, I think they were saying he was shooting something like fifty percent from three point. Uh, I know it's pretty early, and if you ever see him take a shot, it looks super awkward. But he still makes it, which is what ends up counting in the end. And uh, I like, yeah, I just like the way he plays. And it seems like he's developed a bit of a chemistry with uh, Holmes. It, I don't know if you ever get a chance to like watch them, but like if you see their two man game, it, it's actually pretty nice. And he always seems to find Rashawn Holmes the correct pass just for an easy bucket or whatever on that two man game. Rashawn Holmes, that's my pick. He's my favorite player just because I drafted him, but he's been looking good as well. I think the odd man out in that Kings team is probably Marvin Bagley, the third. He's been looking a little shoddy the last few games. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I Um, mean, I'll read you some stats. He was 6 of 12 at Denver, which is okay. 1 of 9 at Rockets, and today he's 5 of 13, which is pretty bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it's still early in the season. Um, can't say for sure this is going to be the same, right? No, not not definitely for sure. Then another one of the surprises has been uh, Miami with their two and three start, or at least for me. I know you you weren't too high on this team from the beginning. No, and I think the last game against I forgot which team it was. Dallas yesterday. Dallas, Jimmy Butler went 0 of 6 and 0 points, right? That was a little surprising. You also got to remember the guy's coming off an injury too, right? And he didn't really get, uh, I think he only played the first game and then after that uh, he rolled his ankle. So uh, I would give him a pass for now. Uh, He looked really rusty. Like he was, even his decision making yesterday, I was watching that game. His decision making was a little bit off, like, Maybe a tad bit slow. Um, he's going to get that back. I, I doubt he's totally lost that. He's going to get that back for sure. For sure. And I think it's just, do you think it's a slow start for them? Or do you think they'll pick it up? I think they'll pick it up. Uh, you know, they've, like I was telling you earlier today, like they've been super Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that in games they end up winning, I think they're shooting... They're sh- from the three, at least, they're shooting like 
something above 35%, but in their losses, they're just barely shooting 30%. So that's hurting them quite a bit. Uh, you see them getting open shots and Duncan Robinson, I, I feel like he's starting, uh, he's, he's missing shots that he usually hits. Uh, I, same thing with Hero, he started off really slow, last few games, he's starting to pick it up again. Uh, there, there's always that two-man game they have going with, uh, what do you call it, with Bam Adebayo, and he seems to be hitting his shots Uh or, I mean, he's always rolling to the hoop. He still seems to be playing at the same level. Uh, it's just a few things here and there. I feel like if they clean it clean it up a bit, I feel like they should be getting back to uh, where they were last season, at least. Um, I'm not saying that they'll make the finals again, but they, 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 should, have a, a, they should still be making the playoffs this year. For sure. I think they're going to be a, probably a strong dark horse contender again. I don't know if they'll be clear-cut favorite to come out the east but it's pretty early to tell right now i think i'd rather take miami situation over boston's Uh, boston is a lot more shakier than i thought they would be yeah for sure um it's i feel like it has a lot to do with the fact they don't really have kemba i mean yeah so so for me it's really two things nick um so the loss of Kemba big time as a point guard, because uh, who else, who do they have right now as their starting smart, point Smart, smart. <laughs> smart, right? Yeah. He's not going to be at that same level. And then you got your other two point guards right now for that team is, uh, is what they have Pritchard, the rookie, which I've actually enjoyed watching him play quite a bit. And he needs to stop running to the three-point line and jacking up that shot, though. That, yeah, I mean, he's still a rookie, right? He's there's there are things that uh, what do you call it? He needs to improve on, but I feel like for the most part, he he still does a pretty he still does a decent job. And then another guy that they Jeff have Teague. is Jeff Teague, and man, from what I've seen, Teague's been having a hard time this year. Uh, he does not I remember look that at all. No, like I remember one game he ends up missing a dunk. He ends up missing a layup. Uh, I remember the game against uh, Indiana. The only way he was scoring was uh, through going to the free throw line, which is great. But like you also want your, you also want to be hitting shots and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, the loss of the loss of Kemba is definitely hurting them, and they're just not deep, Nick. Uh, I think we saw that in that Christmas Day game against uh, the Nets, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you remember. If you remember, but. Um, you know how, uh, what do you call it, the Nets seem to always be playing both KD and Kyrie at the same time. Like, they don't stagger minutes because they, they have Levert coming off the bench, so they, they trust in the guy to start their offense. So you see the depth in that team. You see KD and Kyrie going to the, ho- or going to the bench, and then they still go on a run with Levert and all the bench players. And then you have Boston who they have, especially in that game, they had uh, Brown in foul trouble, so they had to take him off. Smart had been playing for a while, so they also had to take him off. And then you only have uh, Tatum. Or, yeah, you only have Tatum on the floor. And what ended up happening? Well, Tatum's, while Tatum is on KD, as, they, as both KD and Kyrie come back on, uh, what do you call it? They basically leave Kyrie alone, and next thing you know, 
Kyrie just has an explosion and scores I don't know how many points in a row. And the team, like, it shows that they, they're missing depth there, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that was an unfair matchup. But Boston's supposed to be one of the powerhouses in the East. And there's no one to really match up with Durant or Kyrie is going to hurt you. Then you have Levert and Spencer at that time coming yep. in to relieve the second unit. And it was this. It wasn't a great night for them. No, it wasn't. And yeah, man, that, that, that's one of Boston's problems. Honestly, how they deal with, uh, with uh, what do you call it, uh, with Kemba coming back, which hopefully is soon. I hope so, because that would push Teague to the second unit. And they would have a better time with that. Though I think they're oh. gonna sh- they're gonna struggle for the time being until Kemba comes back. Oh yeah, for sure. They're they're definitely gonna be missing him. I think one other surprise that I was thinking of is Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. on Portland. So watching a few of their games and they just take that team defensively to another level. I think. The Portland game against the Lakers when Derek Jones Jr. was on LeBron, that was really surprising for me. I think he gave him a very hard time. He was just chasing LeBron down each time. And it was he got just... that block from behind, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. And I think they took over the fourth and just put that game to bed against the Lakers. Well, that's always going to be the knock on Portland. Uh, it's their defense, right? Um, especially, I mean, I remember what was it the first game of the season? Like, and again, Portland is another team. Their defense is just like either it's really on or it's really off. Like, there's no real real middle in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I think it was their opening game of the season. They played against Utah, and you know Utah. If, if you watch them play, they, they, they love that two-man game, right? Like, they'll be playing that two-man game everywhere with everyone that they can. And that that was, that was I mean, that was the day Portland got completely obliterated. I think they ended up losing by something like 20 points. And the problem there was that that, that two-man game that Utah was playing, uh, the guards would barely fight over the pick, and then this, it would just leave the centers in no man's land, and they would, they wouldn't know what to do. It would be either uh, stay away from, let's say, I don't know, Donovan Mitchell or Conley, and protect uh, protect against a lob pass because they have Rudy, of course. And if they did try to guard the guard, it would it was just like it would it would go over to Rudy Gobert, and if they didn't guard the guard, it would it would be an easy layup. So um, sometimes it looks really good, but then there are other times where you're just like, come on, guys, get let, let's, you know, make up your mind, fight over these screens and things. I think that's the biggest concern for me with Portland. I think um, I don't really trust CJ or Dame to really guard against the other opposing team's perimeter. I mean, with the guards these days, it's the first point of attack. And if you let middle penetration go, then your defense is compromised, no matter how good your switching is or your rotations. Is this a lot of stress to put on a defense? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it, as much as they've like improved at the center rate, um, they ended up bringing Cantor back. Cantor, 
counter, especially in that when when they put him in a two man game, he's he he's going to be in trouble a lot. Uh, Nurkic, Nurkic had the same problem. Uh, but but yeah, but then there are times where, like you said, against the Lakers, they look amazing and stuff. We just need a little bit more of that consistency. Where, I mean, you could probably see this team in the top four uh, of the West if they were to actually improve on that defense. For sure, and I think it starts with the leaders and CJ and Dame. They just need to up their defensive effort a little bit more. Right, even though like, yeah, even though they are, they've they've really never been known for for being that great of a defensive team or defensive players. But I mean, you even remember last year, or not last year, but last season in the bubble, Nick. Uh, remember there was that one game where. Dame wasn't even playing that well. It was in one of the playoff games, uh, and and what ended up happening? He ended up uh, starting to guard the the other team's best player, and he actually did a really decent job, even though he wasn't t- he wasn't making his shots. I mean, it was CJ that ended up uh, hitting uh, most of his shots. Uh, I think that was that was I think that was the game against the Lakers. Yeah, I think with. Just with Portland, we just need to see that consistency. The talent is there. They have a good bench this year as well. I think overall their lineup is very deep. Other than that, I don't know if I really consider them in a seven-game series against the likes of Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers. I just don't know about that yet. Well, no, but if they do get... I don't know if they do get a top spot though. Let's say they do find a way to get into the top four. I could definitely see them at least advancing past the fir- the the first round. For sure, I agree with you on that one. I, I, think. I would think I would think they would have enough talent in there. For sure, they have enough talent. It's just a matter of being able to get the stops at the right time with this team. And uh, what do you call it? Because you know they'll if they need clutch shots. You know, I mean, game's been. Dame's been known for hitting big time shots. Like they got the guys. It's just a matter of being able to stop the other team. For sure. I mean, Lakers. I hate to be that Lakers fanboy, but last year's Lakers defense was phenomenal, and I think that's that was the biggest factor in us winning that championship. Just having the ability to clamp down on the great offensive teams, and you saw it within that playoff run when we needed to stop the run we stopped the bleeding right away yeah that's right and the fact that uh Vogel was able to uh adjust all the time too and that's it i think with terry starts terry starts he has a really good team to very to adjust that lineup i mean he has roko starting he has Derek jones jr starting he has cj damon nurkic so you got yeah. two def- Two defenders and three offensive players right there. For sure, for sure. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to ask you, are you surprised by the Wizards start? Yes and no. I think they should have won a few more games, but at the same time, they look really good as well. I think they just need a little bit more time to gel. And Westbrook has been proving himself as a leader over there. He's taking the... Who's the rookie from Iran? Was it him? Oh, no. You mean the you mean the rookie from Israel, FDA. Israel. Yes, yeah, sorry. FDA. 
he's been I like how he looks is just when you're playing 30 minutes in your first professional season you're not gonna look good on some of those matchups for sure oh yeah for sure uh to to me like the biggest standouts on that team I mean apart from obviously uh Beal right uh I've really liked how Bryant and Hachimura have been playing um Hachimura man like he when he when he gets that ball in the post man he's just strong man and he just goes hard to the hoop I love how he plays and Thomas Bryant man like he'll he'll always find a way to hit a shot man whether it be from outside or inside he can do both things I love I love what those two bring to the team yeah I think with that team with Ruri Avidia, Bryant, Westbrook, Beal, Neal, Neto, sorry, Troy Browns, Bertans, and Robin Lopez coming off. I think they'll be okay moving forward. It'll take some time for sure. Uh, like I said, that I mean, we're talking about about defenses and stuff, <laughs> and for sure, they that that's a team that definitely needs to improve on their on their on the defensive side, right? The last and, four out of the five games, they've given up, given up at least 115 points or more, which is concerning. <laughs> yes, I, I know. It's, it's, it's bad at times when you see sometimes, you know, blown uh, coverages, um, just being careless. I mean, they're, even the game against uh, Chicago from a couple nights ago, like you would just see guys being able to drive to the hoop easily, so things like that they need definitely need to shore up on. For sure, I mean, when you blow coverages like that, it's just hard. You just got to get that team together, keep each other accountable, and they'll be okay. For sure, they got a they they got a bright future, right? and see how how that team plays out. I think. What's the last topic you want to dive into? Uh, well, we wanted to talk about players that uh, have been surprisingly playing well. <laughs> um, or at least players you've been impressed with. I don't know, whichever one you want, Nick. Uh, you, you can start off with that because uh, I sort of mentioned a few of them during our, our uh, when we were summarizing uh, what we've seen so far. Uh, but you start off with who you want to talk to talk about. I think Brandon Ingram is showing he's worth the price tag. I know in our many off-the-podcast topics that we've discussed, you are not very high on him. I just said, I'm not saying that I'm not high on him. He's a good player. I never said he wasn't a good player. I just quote, don't know. Quote me if I'm wrong. I said, said what I you said, said. He's not worth the max. That's exactly. what I said. Exactly. I'm not, that's not saying... Dude, how many players are worth a max? How many players in the league are worth a max? Not a lot. I can tell you that much. Just saying because someone's not worth the the max doesn't mean they're a bad player. Him and Zion are going to be worth a max. And what you're telling me is that he's not worth the max. I don't know that he's worth the max. But we'll see. I I I could probably be wrong. Right now, you're definitely winning this con- this uh, what do you call argument. By the way they're playing, but like I said, we're six games in. You gotta, you gotta relax there. You gotta see what they do in the playoffs and see if they even make the playoffs. There's, there's still a lot of ball to play. He's better than Spiceless P. Oh, <laughs> right now for sure. 
that is that is a no doubt. Uh, Spicy P's having a, a bit of a hard time over there in Tampa Bay right now, but uh, but for sure he's he's definitely worthy more of a max than uh, Spicy P at this point. I think if you want to talk about maxes right now, then Siakam is below Ingram for me. Oh yeah, uh, he's 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 having a terrible, terrible not terrible season, but he's he we expect so much more from him. I think my next player would be actually Lonzo Ball. He's looked really good to me, and I think he he looks like a three and D player to me. He's improved that stroke tremendously. Um, from the few games I've seen, he's definitely changed that shot up. Right, it's not the same. It's not it's not the same shot from last year. Definitely, he's definitely changed it quite a bit, and it's definitely not the shot we saw from him uh, back in his rookie year, where he would bring it from what his. From the left, left side, side shoot, left, left side, side and shoot it to the center. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely not that anymore. Uh, he's definitely improved on it quite a bit. I think he's average from three now, which is a great improvement from his rookie year. And it's just he looks good. And I think my last surprise pick will probably have to be Dennis Schroeder. I thought he would struggle in a starting role, but he's shown he's proof. He's uh proving his price tag right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I like what I've seen from the guy. He's he's uh, definitely uh, an upgrade over over what who do we have last year? I mean, uh, at the starting, no, we we didn't have any starting point guard last year. I mean, I mean, we had LeBron, but uh, you just don't want to. I mean, LeBron was a point guard, and uh, either way, it's good to have two guys that can handle the ball and make plays. And yes, I agree with you. He has been looking pretty good. Uh, in his uh, as a starter yeah and I think even though you like to disagree with me I think we can both agree that he's a very talented player who deserves a starting role yeah for sure I'll, I'll agree with you on that um, like I said we, we're going to have to wait a little bit here uh, just seeing uh, how he could be one of our weak links uh, defensively uh, especially how this team was known as a strong defensive team last year. Uh, he's. He, it'll be interesting to see how he plays that role. I mean, last year what we've had got. I mean, they had Caruso starting in the last game of the finals. Uh, you had Rondo in there. Uh, you had guys that could play well defensively, even though they weren't really going to be showing off on the offensive side. Uh, this year we had. It's a little bit different with him. Uh, it'll be interesting if he can play the, if he can play both sides of uh, the court. Who's been your surprise pick so far? Um, well, I was I was gonna stick to usually all the bunch of the rookies that I've been impressed with. Um, we I already mentioned a, a few. Uh, I said who was it? Pritchard, Halliburton. Um, I also forgot to mention uh, Precious Achua. From uh, the Miami Heat. Really, uh, I, th- I thought you would say Anthony Edwards. Well, I'm. I was watching him a little bit. Like, still has a, still has a ways to go. While these other guys have, in the few games I've seen them, they've actually been able to uh, make a difference. Uh, would have especially been impressed with Achua was has been his, uh, defense on on centers. Uh, a bunch of people are saying he's sort of, uh, sort of like Bam. Uh, what do you call it? 
he seems to be playing the same role as Bam coming off the bench, uh, playing well defensively, uh, running off, rolling to the hoop off those picks, and basically doing the same thing as Bam and uh, what do you call it, being able to hit the, uh, be free and dunk the ball on those alley-oops that the, the, the heat guards are usually able to get off. And yeah, like I said, the most impo- the most uh, impressive thing has been his defense. I mean, I remember the first game of the season that I saw him. I think it was against New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. And he was he actually did a pretty good job on uh, Zion uh, doing that. Zion is no easy feat. He was able to clamp him down, and that's when they were uh, able to get away from the Pelicans in that game. Uh, who else has there been? Oh, another guy that you mentioned uh, that I should take a peek at was uh, was his name uh, Nazir Reed or Nas Reed. Yep, um, he's been pretty. He's a good pick. Yeah, I, I like the way the guy plays. He plays hard. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, he never gives up. And uh, I think uh, last game I I watched him play. Uh, he, he was. As soon as as soon as he got in foul trouble, uh, that game pretty much got away from Minnesota, and uh, it should, Minnesota right now doesn't really have another big man in the lineup, and uh, what do you call it? So they're really uh, they're really hoping that he can help out as much as he can. But I mean, uh, with a team that small, it doesn't seem like it's going to be working out for them. Um, but yeah, those those are two other guys that I've actually been pretty impressed with. Any other picks, or is that all for today, my friend? Uh, no, Nick, that's all for now. It's been another lovely episode of the Water Boys podcast with you, Josh. Surprised we haven't argued yet. I'm we Nick. should probably we should probably get that going though. No, I'm Nick. He's Josh. Him and his monotone voice and his ums and ahs. We're all done here for today. I hope you have a good one. All right, Nick. Good talking to you. Goodbye.